Okay, guys, hello and welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 36. Today we have the opportunity for Mihai Radicanu, um, basketball coach, educator, business and culture builder. This guy does it all. He barely fit in the room, but we got him in here, thankfully. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Ty, for moving my chair, man. I appreciate it. Ty's in the background. He's a little nervous. How are we going to do it? There's going to be enough airspace in the room and enough height in the doors, but we got him here. So thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Again, episode 36. We couldn't be here without you guys um, tuning in, listening, giving your feedback, and also sharing this podcast. I mean, it's it's for building careers, growth, and, and really showcasing people's talents and, and what they've done for the city, you know, the culture, business, and really giving back to whether it's a, you know, Hamiltonian business culture. I mean, we're going to hear uh, Mihai's story today. And, uh, you know, it's great, uh, great to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. Obviously, we met a few times. I follow you from afar, which is good. Uh, I love the show. I love what it's all about. Thanks for the extra little info at the beginning. Yeah. I love it, man. Happy to be here. Honored to be here. So Amazing. Let's, let's talk about some cool stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, the, I know you. Anybody that follows your story is, is you know, well-versed in what you do. But as, you know, someone who's immigrated to Hamilton, you've really made a staple, not only in giving back charitable donations, but being involved with, uh, we're going to call Stala Building Solutions, which, you know, if you're from Hamilton and you don't know who Dave Stala is and Stala Building Solutions, you should probably open a newspaper once in a while or, or maybe you haven't weren't born yet, but we'll, we'll let, we'll let this one slide. So tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a long story, but it's continuing. You know what I mean? It's a journey, which, uh, that's, that's the ride that I like. Uh, I'm 42. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I moved here from Romania when I was 15 and, uh, luckily ended up in Hamilton unplanned by total chance. Cathedral High School. Okay. Uh, and the, you know, grade 10, couldn't speak English. And that's when you meet guys like Dave Stella, Mike Lawton, my, my teammates, right? And most importantly, Coach Walton, who was my high school coach at the time. And uh, they took me under their wing, you know? Coach Walton did the whole uh, teaching me the how to be a great human, teaching me how to integrate myself in a basketball culture, uh, teaching me how to play basketball, uh, and just mentoring me even. I talked to him right before I came here. Come which on. Which cool, yeah, I still talk to him to this day and uh, every day. And we're connected. So that's my story, man. That's how I ended up here. And then basketball took me, right? I was, I was lucky enough to have some athleticism, to have some skills. Basketball took me to junior national team. Um, I got my citizenship that way. No way. Yeah, it was really cool. Cool story. That's amazing. Um, and then a scholarship down in the States. So I played at Coastal Carolina University down in South Carolina. And uh, had, a, had a pretty good career there. You know, got two degrees out of it for free, which is always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and those are business marketing, business management. Amazing. Yeah. And then I came back to Canada, man. Came back. I was all set to go play. Broken and broke my ankle. That you know how that goes. Yeah, at, yeah. At 25 years old, you gotta you gotta get a job, right? <laughs> so yeah, I got married young, came back to Canada, and um, started building decks, fences. Wasn't sure, but anyway, that led to I, I became a cop. I was a cop. I was a police officer for uh, six and a half years. Wow. In Niagara. No way. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. <laughs> I didn't know that. And there Here you we go. go. Now, now you're learning. Every you know, time, every time learning. on the show, it's yeah. it's something new. Yeah. But you can stop me anytime. No, no, let's go, you know? baby. Yeah, so that was it. That was a great, I had a great career. I did uniform for a little bit. Uh, 
18 months. And then I spent the rest of my time as a detective, uh, street crime mainly, you know, doing drugs, prostitution, yeah. uh, breaking and property crimes. Had a blast doing it. Um, and then at the same time, kind of two thousand, I got hired 2007 when I was 27. Yep. One of my coworkers said, hey, can you train my kid in basketball? You played high level. I said, sure, yeah, I can train your kid. So I show up, kids in grade seven, Zach Bickle, well, you know, he's the original. And I got into his driveway, I'm ready. At the end, I was like, shit, what next, right? Like, I don't know enough. Yeah. I called a former coach of mine who was training LeBron and Kobe and everybody at the time. And really? Yes. Yeah. So I said, hey, man, I need your help. I got you, big fella. So he, started, he sent me some DVDs, sent me some workouts. So I started doing more with the kid. But, you know, long story short, the kid got better. His friends wanted to get better. And then um, I was sitting there contemplating if I should start a business. Okay. Everybody tried to talk me out of it, right? They're like, no, because that's fear, right? Fear will creep, creep in on you all the time, right? And these guys, I'm standing with buddies in Niagara, drinking beers after playing men's league. So I'm like, hey guys, I wanna, I wanna train kids for basketball. I wanna, I wanna charge. Ah, oh, you're crazy. It's never gonna work. People don't pay for that. That's, this is not a thing. I go, no, no, my coach does it. And he does it with high level guys and in the States. Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. So it fucks with you, right? Because 100%. you get scared. You're like, should I do this? These guys coach basketball. They're from Niagara. They're older than me. You know, so like fear creeps in and, and, and you wonder, but. I said, no, man, this is what got me better. This is why I was good. So I, I went, I started doing it. No way. And then five years later, you know, um, I have to make a decision if I want to continue to be a cop. Okay. <laughs> or if I want to continue my basketball. And at that point, are you, you got some clientele, reoccurring revenue, obviously year after year, kids are getting better. Are you training them during the season or in the off season? All the time, training them all the time. No way. I started doing Nike camps in the U.S. So my former coach, my mentor, mm -hmm. invited me to be part of his team of trainers because he liked what I was doing. Um, I ended up having my own my own gym, my own space, uh, you know, building a little team of coaches that was helping everybody. And it was, yeah, it was successful. And you have to look at it like, you know, what can you do? But thankfully, my mentor, one of my mentors was the deputy chief of police. Okay. And again, another guy I talked to to this day. You need mentors. I don't know where I'm looking, but yeah. you need mentors. People that are better than you all the time. Amazing. But um, yeah, he told me, he goes, hey, I can get you one year leave of absence. Okay. And then you, if you don't like it, like we're not going to pay you, but you can get your job back. Go try it. Go try the basketball thing full time. Wow. Never look back. Wow. Never looked back. And that's really <laughs> an amazing story. And I guess, you know, to kind of jump into that a little bit and dive a little bit deeper, you know, for someone kind of coming up, like, I mean, I always remember one thing my football coach told me, and it was it was about, um, it was actually about relationships. Yeah. But he said, uh, he goes, guys, you can't have that long-term relationship in high school. He goes, because you never know what you want until you know what you don't want. And I think you can kind of relate that into business. How did you keep those relationships so strong over the years? Man, it's, um, I had my college coach tell me, never be an over-the-shoulder talker. Never be the guy that talks to somebody but is looking for somebody more interesting, you know? I love and, that. And, yeah, and, then, and I never do that. I always, I'm always all in. 
I'm always giving you all. That was my reputation as a cop, right? That was why I was team captain, my, my, my team in university. My reputation as a cop was, hey, if you're straight up with me, he's straight up with you. Um, and that's why I had so many informants. That's why I was officer of the year. That's, you know, I mean? like, that's why I was successful because yeah. I actually had relationships with criminals. Yeah. But it's a both way thing, you know? Of course. So you have, you have relationships and, and you get more stuff off the street. And, and anyway, you know how it works. Yeah, and, yeah. And it continues, but it's it's the audience, right? Like you got to make sure that you understand who you're speaking to. You got to make sure you understand what they like. You got to make sure, you know, what you do it. I do it when we sat here before the show, right? You're asking questions. You know, we're looking at Buddha. We're asking, you know, I want to see why is this guy hustling every day? You know, he gets shit done, like, right? So I try to always look. I looked everything up on anybody that I meet all the time. Okay. You want to be able to speak to them at, at their level, meet them where they're at all the time. That's yeah. how you keep relationships, right? And as athletes, I mean, you, you mentioned Stella. That's, you know, I can tell you about that, but I'm sure you're going to get there at some point. But uh, but that's exactly how that company is built. You know, it's built on, on, on understanding relationships and people and having the right people in the mix. Mm-hmm. No different than guest plumbing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, that's thing. amazing. And so taking that through that journey of, okay, now so you went from, you know, athlete, you know, then to cop. Now you're in basketball training. What's the next stage? What's the next steps? Well, what happens throughout that whole time, I, I, I ended up getting my master's. Okay. From Canisius uh, College. In and Buffalo. is that after your, that's after your. I was 30. I started at 32. Amazing. Yeah, so it was I, after I stopped police. Yep, I um, I had the opportunity to give a speech at Canisius. I gave a speech, and everybody liked it. It was great, and then you know one thing led to another, and I ended up getting a master's degree in sports admin. Okay, in uh, leadership, and then immediately after I started teaching there, so I've been teaching there for six years. Okay, uh, as an adjunct professor, I teach uh, sports. I teach in two grad courses. One is the sports administration and the other one sports product development okay i teach entrepreneurship uh, i teach sports marketing i teach sports finance and i teach sports retail so so not only not only you know you have those skills but you're giving them back you You know you're teaching the next generation you got to yeah for everybody listening you have to you got it's also one of the things that you know as an entrepreneur I find it so many, so many people, including myself at the time when I was a little bit younger, um, didn't want to reach out to somebody because maybe I I thought I wasn't on their level. You're not supposed to be on their level, but everyone's on the same playing field. You need to ask for the advice, ask for that support. And, you know, the biggest um, compliment you can give someone that's giving you support or giving you guidance is take action on what they've told you. As long as you agree, take action and show them. Let them see. Most of the time they're watching anyway because they want to see if you did it. But as an entrepreneur myself and and also giving back to so many people, when I recommend something and then I see someone taking action on it, it's the biggest compliment I could ever receive. Right. And it works for them. 100%. Because it doesn't work for everybody. Of course. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, yeah. There's a, there's a, so the, the company that, the guy that I played for that ended up mentoring me, um, in 2017, I took it over. I took it over. I took over his company as a as a CEO, as a business development. He's now the CEO, but I'm still in charge of the the business development part. And yeah, turned that into a, a global digital coaching company, which is really cool. Again, in Baker Basketball, um, 
that's it's a it's a cool team that we built. I haven't met some of the people that work for us ever live in person. Wow. They're all over the world. Yeah. Uh, but that's the digital world, you know. And uh, I ended up actually moving to China and opening up a basketball coaching education for him, like an Asia brand, uh, branch. Really? Yeah. So that was fun. That was a different experience doing business there, doing a startup, basically getting a startup off the ground in China. But it yeah. was fun. That was fun. Challenging, I'm sure. Challenging. Yeah. You have all kinds of translators. Yeah. yeah super challenging. But we got it done and it was fun. And I get to do it with my wife, which is really cool. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So then now, how do you involve yourself with Stella? Well, Stella, I've known, I've known Stella for since I came to Canada, since 1995. Wow. High school, high school teammates, one of my best friends, taught me how to speak English, right? <laughs> Part of the crew that taught me how to speak English. Yeah, there's yeah. many guys. I'm sure there's a couple of them. Have you heard him talk? Yeah, like, yeah, that's, this is the problem, you know? <laughs> Sometimes he can't understand me. But no, he's been, he's been in my life forever, right? And yeah. Um, we did our things. He did football. I did basketball. Always stayed connected. And, you know, I moved back to Hamilton in 2018. Okay. And obviously, we're back in the same city, hanging out more often. One night, a couple of years ago, he called me and he said, hey, I have an idea. What's your idea? He goes, I need your help. <laughs> you know business. I need your help. I said, sure. So anyway, I went down, I listened to him, and it was to, to start the, the building solution store, right? The interior trim, doors, hardware, yep. uh, flooring. And I said, cool, I don't know anything about this. And he's like, I do. Cool. So anyway, it ended up to the point. So a year ago, I committed to him. Amazing. I committed to him uh, full time. And then we started building a team. And you know, you know man, like it's if you can't build a proper team, your business is just going to suck. If yep. you don't have the right components of people, personalities, character that fits your vision, your business is just going to absolutely fail or not going to move or it's just going to be average. And we don't like average. Not here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we started building and, you know, we built our team. We made a, a strict commitment to um, hire like-minded individuals and to recruit. So we, we draft pick people, you know, and, um, Brittany, my wife was the first draft pick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she, she takes care of all of us. Amazing. Uh, Tyler, our, our logistics, you know, head coach. So we have, you know, Dave's the founder, Britt's the head coach of admin. I'm the head coach of business development. Uh, and Tyler, ex pro basketball player, my wife, ex division one basketball player. Wow. Um, and then as the team grows, we're just going after athletes. It just happened to be athletes, you know, it's, it's all athletes in the mix, but you know what the thing is for us? There's no confrontation. Mm -hmm. There's conversations. There's hard conversations. Nobody takes anything personally. Everybody understands the vision. Everybody understands uh, what we're doing for the community. Everybody understands why we're doing what we're doing. We're super decentralized. Mm-hmm and decision-making, yet all on the same page. And that's why we're growing as fast as we are, because coaching, man, and yeah. athletes, and taking direction, and what are you good at? Can you do more of that? Yeah. What do you suck at? Oh, Ty's good at that. Let him do it. Let him set this up. You know what I mean? So, How much um, do you think competition comes into the workplace? Do you find competitive, like with athletes and competitive-natured people, do you find as long as it's a positive competition, 
they fit good in the workplace? Is that something like a character trait that you guys stand for? Yeah. So what are you competing for? Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's competitions. There's, I mean, there's crazy competitions of how fast can we load a truck with flooring? And it's like three of us. So it's me, Stella, Tyler, you know, or, or how fast can we uh, unload a skid off, right? Like we, we have those competitions, but really I think the best competition is that we all want to win together. Mm-hmm. And we all want to win by doing good things. We For all sure. want to win by by helping people. Because you can't win by shitting on people. You can't win by stepping on people. You only win with other people and by helping people. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how we are. That's how we roll. That's amazing. And, you know, being from the city, like, you know, as you're building a team, what do you kind of... What things do you look for and what things do you try to teach to, you know, a lot of people that are listening are are in business or business management um, at some level. And what I find is how do you kind of support your team in building those skill sets that maybe you had or you've picked up over the years, obviously with mentors, um, you know, and peers, you know, how do you transfer those skills? Yeah, you have to see what your people want. So let's say we're here, right? And, and, and. You know, maybe your drivers, I don't know, I'm just making things up, right? We're here and you have 20 trucks on the road, but you might have got in the last month, you might have got some calls that, hey, your drivers are not courteous enough. You know, they're they're cutting people off. They're, maybe you got five complaints. Well, mm-hmm. what are you going to do about it? You're going to do totally something different than if somebody uh, calls you and says, hey, your guys came into my house took their shoes off. They were super polite. Uh, they were extremely neat. They, they gave us all the steps, all the directions. We walked out, we feel so comfortable. Like you're taking different professional development approaches with all of them. So know what they need, meet them where they're at, ask them questions, man. Because if you ask people questions, they tell you the truth. Um, if your truth fears, no question. <laughs> yeah. If your truth fears, they'll smell it. And they're just going to lie to you. But if your truth doesn't fear, if you show up, you're like, listen, my truth fear is no question. And I know that's trademarked by Gannon Baker. uh, But that's what it is. I can use it. Yeah. Uh, So if you're truthful and you know what you're good at, what you're not good at, and you keep it real with your employees, Mm -hmm. you keep it real with the people in your circle, they're going to take your advice. Hey, you need some remedial on this. No problem. How do I do it? How do I get better? Even more, though, when you're a great leader, they're going to come to you and say, hey, I think I'm lacking a bit of knowledge in this department. Can you help me get better? Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to build. You want to build where it's like an open door. People talk about open doors, but you know it's not real. Not many people do the, oh, i got an open door policy. Bullshit. You don't all have an open door policy. Yeah. You know? You do? Yeah. So we have, we have an actual, on my policies, um, you know, it, it's, it's an, it was an open door concept when we started. And now the door shut, knock, and ask if I have time. Right. Respect others, people's time, especially in a management role and position and understand that your maybe, you know, urgent question or problem, they have all the time in the world for. So that's you can open any door. You just have to make sure it's available to be opened. And that was one thing that, you know, this whole open door policy and this, oh, oh, everything's fluffy. I found what was happening and and our team, it took some training, especially for me to give it back. So, you know, for the morning routine is massive for for us here. And, And when I come in, I greet everybody, but I shut my door and I have 15 minutes of they know I have a routine in the morning. I didn't just shut my door and tell them to fuck off. What I did was I shut my door and then we had a meeting about discussing that, hey guys, my it's really important for me in the morning. I need 15 minutes. I come in, 
I, I put in my gratitude journal. I plan out my day. I turn my computer on. I see if any urgent emails have come through. And then I shut down. Doors open. I go out. I greet everybody. And we don't ask, oh, how's it going? I say, what's the best part of your evening? What was the best part of your weekend? What are you most excited for this week? Instead of these like, oh, how's it going? Well, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. yeah, good. Okay, I'm busy. Whatever. Yeah. And it's if they have time, right? So I think setting that expectation of that open door policy is huge. And as I can see, that's what you guys are doing. We just have a big open office. Yeah. You know I mean, that's all we have. And then uh, we have a secret room at the back. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, it's, meetings it's and open. cocktails. Yeah, and it's you know, there's different approaches at different different levels, different institutions. So. You know, I know you're a you're an alumni of distinction at Mohawk. Yeah, you thank know, you. And I know that you said it's not about you, but that that deserves you know some sort of recognition in this talk because if somebody's listening for the first time, this guy knows what he's talking about, right? But yeah, um, I do some work there with the athletic department, a pretty intimate work actually for the last couple of years wow. as a advisor for the student athlete leadership uh, course, and I run the whole course and uh, really. Yeah, I do a bunch of uh, consulting with the athletic director there, and that's totally different work. Uh, the way he has to run things over there than it than we do it at Stellas, for example, or the way you do it here. But the concepts don't change. The concepts stay. The concept of the open door, even though there's a lock on his door, it's still an open door. Yeah, of course. You know, and 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 not everybody knows that difference. Right. And I think it's, it's that education piece that really ties it all in. Right. And that explanation of, yeah, some people have that quality, but also what I found myself doing, like, you know, very openly was I would get defensive as they would come in and be frustrated because it was embo embodying my work. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's just, you know, they're there and they are important, but it's a respect, respect my time, respect my space. I have, I, when, I hate when people go, oh man, you must be so busy. I didn't want to bother you. I am the least busy person in the world. What I am is extremely productive with my time. Yeah. I love that over the shoulder talking because I have all the time in the world for anyone that respects my time to make it make an effort, make an appointment, you know, validate that if you're selling me something and I'm not interested and I say it twice. I, I always say I say it once, maybe you didn't hear me, so I'll say it twice. Yeah, yeah. But don't kind of it's not a threat, but don't make me come down to say it a third time to say that I'm not interested. Now, you think I'm rude when really you aren't picking up on the awareness that I don't need your services. I'm not interested. Right? But with my staff, we do this, you know, this look in the mirror thing. So whenever there's a mistake, we say, have you set the right expectations? Have you given them the tools to succeed? And have you supported them along the way? And that goes, I'm sure it goes with coaching, but also, you know, we coach in business. And really what that allows is a lot of growth for the student, but also for the coach, right? Because it goes, could I have done something better? Because it's always our fault as coaches, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it always is. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's a lot of times where you have people that just don't respond, mm -hmm. you know, and that's maybe they're in the wrong environment. So if we're talking business, maybe they're doing the wrong thing in their life. So they're not always going to respond. So I don't know if it's your fault always, but maybe 80% of the time it is. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because most of the time it's not a lack of knowledge on your part or a lack of knowledge on their part. It's just a misfire. You totally. know, it's, it's, there's no clarity. Yeah. Right. And when you're clear, and you can get through, well, that means you got the right people. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and that, that's a, that's a huge thing anywhere in anything that you do, coaching sports, running a business, developing a startup, uh, being a teacher, whatever it is, right? If you're not able to connect with the people you're speaking with, if you're not able to, to understand what their needs are, if you're not able to, to assess them, you know, to help them assess themselves. And, and yeah. we always, I always say my kids, I have two kids. So my kids, I, I always say, Hey, where are you physically? Where are you mentally? Where are you emotionally, relationally, and then spiritually? And then we check in. Where are you at? Where do you want to go? Who's going to help you get there? Yeah. That's it, right? Where are you at? Where do you want to go? Who's helping you get there? And let's get it done. I love it. Right? So be able to check in with your people like that and give them what they need in those areas to be a, a full person. Man, you're winning all day. 100%. And that's that's team building and that's growth. How do you, so you're just talking about that, two kids, wife, multiple businesses, you've been traveling the world, you've been opening things up. How do you manage that from a business, personal, I hate the word balance, but I'm going to talk about it here, the work-life balance concept. Where do you thrive, especially, you know, having your wife work with you um, at your business? Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. Like, I'm definitely lucky, but it's also crafted. You know, I, I worked hard to be in this position. Yeah. I remember in 2012 when when I was getting ready to exit the police force and I said, I want to be able to work from a computer at any time. And I know that in 10 years from now, multiple things is going to be it. And that's what I want to build. So I just built that. Yeah. Um, but it had to be carefully built because everything I do ties into each other, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that I do is connected, you know? Um, Stella Building Solutions is my friends and my, my wife and my basketball people. Uh, Mohawk College is local. It's it's a staple of the, of the community. It's something that, you know, it's that grittiness of Hamilton and you can really sp spill into them, right? For sure. Uh, and then guess what? Then Mohawk and Stella can do things together maybe, right? Uh, I teach business, even though it's sports business, I teach business. So everything kind of is in the same circle. I coach basketball. I love basketball. I'll always get reps, right? I'll always be on the court. Uh, that's where I get practice and doing this. That's where I get my touches. That's where I get my, what are, what are the people thinking nowadays? What's the word on the streets? You know, what's the next generation's minds like? Uh, I love doing that. That's fun. So I tie it all in. Um, but I don't know if there's That a, sounded like a lot of business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah, the where's the personal side and how I mean Oh, you that, want to know what I do? No, I'm talking about the like the personal like how do you manage You have time for that? Things? You have time for that? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, so listen. And that's I'm, that's a big thing, right? Like I think, you know, when someone's passionate about something, that's why I hate I don't want to hate, but discussing the work-life balancing, I find when you're when you're trying to escape work, you're trying to find personal life. When it ends up being all connected, like you're explaining, it's all just kind of a joy, and I find it doesn't need to be totally separated. Yeah, it's not. But I so listen. I, what I'm about to say, I want to be really careful because I don't want anybody to follow this. I don't want anybody to do what I do. It's just what works for me after trial and error, and 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 trying all kinds of things, right? But yeah. um, I take care of myself. Like I always, an audience, when I go speak, I ask them, you know, what's the top five things you, you love in your life right now? Mm -hmm. List them in order. And then everybody gets the first one wrong. 
And then I give them my list. And my list, number one is myself. I love myself very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take care of myself a lot, every day, every single day. Second thing, I love my wife and my kids. I do. Uh, third thing, I love my ability to be able to to consume information. You know, I grew up in a communist country. I grew up with, with you know, zero freedom of information. I, you know, I, I lost all those years because everything was censored, right? So I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate the ability to give back. This is one of those instances to teach others, right? And in fifth, I love basketball. <laughs> okay. Right? So that's my five. And yeah. number one always has to be really good. And for me to be really good is take care of my body, take care of my mind. How do I take care of my body and my mind? Simple, man. I mean, me and me and Britt have been vegan for five years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works for us, and it works because Britt had a condition, because Britt had rheumatoid arthritis, so we had to switch to try. But she's medication-free, pain-free, inflammation-free, right? So it's Amazing. cool. Uh, but it also helped us, helped me be better. I'm 42, but I feel like I'm 18. I can still run and jump. I can still dunk, right? Um, I take the time in the morning. I calculated my sleep. I only sleep six hours. I don't sleep anything less. I don't sleep anything more. That works for me. I played with it a whole year, played with those things. So I, I know it works. So I'm a 9.30 to 3.30 guy. That's my time. Nine, or 10 to 4. Depends. Yep. Then I'm up. But then I have me high time. I have 90 minutes in the morning uninterrupted. From the time I'm up for 90 minutes is meditate, stretch, foam roll, you talked about podcasts, man. I listen to shortcasts on this app called Blinkist. Okay, yeah. You like Blinkist? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. So I've had it for a while now. It's like crazy information highway. It's good, and it's it's all condensed. I love that. So I do that, right? Chill out, have my hot water, and then it's time to work. So then I do my best work for the next couple of hours. I just go to work. And then I go down to the office, you know? There you go. I take, And then I work out later in the day. I'm not a morning workout guy. Yep. Um, twice a week I do it because it's a, it's a thing with our team, with our customers, with, you know, everybody kind of comes together. I have a buddy visiting from Ohio tonight, and he's coming to run the stairs tomorrow. Well, you know what else? Because you got to. I mean, that's what I'm doing. But I like afternoon workouts. Like, after this, I'm going to work out. There you go. You know? That's me, though. It works for me. Yeah. And we, we talk about routine and, and, and kind of um, – I actually heard it from Matthew McConaughey on his, on his book. And he was talking about um, getting into that rhythmic, you know, attitude of what's your daily habits, what's your daily routines. And when you're off track or, or what you call is off track – I know my coach is probably listening. He doesn't like that term. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about, okay, what am I doing when things are going right? When everything's hitting, when there's money in the account, when the business is running, when my team's happy, what am I doing? Write those down. Yeah. Am I meditating in the morning? Am I getting up on time? Am I getting enough sleep? You know, am I eating well? Am I doing everything? You know, am I, am I making time to plan? And then also take note of what you're doing when you're off track or out of balance or, out of, you know, out of drive. And it's, you know, probably not going to the gym. Every time for me, it's I missed a couple workouts. You know, I had a lazy Sunday. I overate. I was drinking too much. Every single time, that's what's happening. I'm, I'm not reading. I'm not listening to the podcast again. It's so, like, quick. And what I've found is limit those times. And the Matthew McConaughey book, that's what he talks about. It's a little bit about, he's not saying you're never going to go through them because everybody does. It's keep that awareness up so that it's a, it's a smaller version of it. Correct. Right? Um, and don't beat yourself up so hard. No, you should never. That's, I mean, if you're, if you're living it the way you want to live it, mm-hmm. 
then there's no reason to beat yourself up because every choice you make is a conscious choice. But if you're living it the way other people tell you to live it, if you're living it uh, fakely, if you're living it to for somebody else, if you're if you're trying to live out some Instagram dream, well, yeah, then you deserve it all, and you always deserve it anyway. But you deserve it to feel the way you feel, you mm-hmm. know. So talking about you know, I, I loved it earlier when you were talking about giving. You know, talking to your friends and family and telling them the idea of the basketball dream and them kind of just being like, ah, you know, I don't know if you're going to make it. Or I don't know if you're going to be able to pull out money. What advice would you give to your younger self? Because I remember, you know, it's funny and it's comical now to laugh and say, like, what do you mean you can't charge? Because you were successful. Right. But overcoming that fear that they kind of instilled in you and still going forward with it is just an entrepreneurial story at its best. Right. Yeah. I was told by tons and tons of people like I'm, you know, oh, there's so many plumbers in the city. You're just going to be another plumber. Are you sure? Do you want to do that? Are you just going to be okay? You know, and I'm sure, you know, as you were saying, it just resonated with me. It's like, and it's sometimes the closest people to you. It's because they don't want you to get hurt. It's not because they want you to fail. Um, What advice would you give to your younger self or the younger generation coming up? Maybe that wants to get into business, not so much sports. Yeah. I think it's all the same though. Okay. I think it's all the same. So, you know, my son is 11. Okay. And my daughter is going to turn 13. Can I ask how tall they are? Yeah, my my daughter is like 5'10", 5'11". Okay, so she's going to be tall. 11 feet. Yeah, my son hasn't grown yet, but yeah. he will. Okay. But they play sports. They love it, you know. My son plays football, quarterback, and then my, my daughter loves jujitsu. No way. She'll pin you down, man, in a heartbeat. I'll show you a video. <laughs> yeah, she's good. Uh, she's got long legs, right? Yeah. She's super bendy, so it's nice. But I always try to instill in them life habits it's nothing about sports it's nothing about uh anything specific it's always it's always a big 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 you know view on life and my son was struggling last year with his football team so i said okay buddy let's it's time for you to start reflecting you know so i explained that whole thing so after every practice now after every game things that i liked things that i would change things that I don't want to do again. Okay. So now that's a habit for him. So a lot of people have goals. There's a lot of motivation talk out there. There's a lot of, you listen to this, you might get pumped up. You know, these two guys, right? They're doing things. They're helping people. Uh, they're accomplished. I can do it too. But it's not true. It's really not true. The best thing you can do for yourself is to understand who you are. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know what you can do, if you don't know what you can do mentally, physically, right, emotionally, if you don't know what makes you tick, if you don't know what makes you happy, then you really have no idea what you want to do. So it doesn't matter that your mom or dad or your buddy or somebody wants to start a business or tells you you got to be a doctor or engineer or a plumber or whatever they tell. It doesn't really matter because that's that's their opinion. And their opinion is irrelevant if you know who you are, if you know what you want to do. And once you figure that out, then you got to actually start doing things because people in today's society have goals. It's the easiest. People in today's society uh, are not are not happy with their circumstances, but they're not doing anything about it. People have goals, but that's all it is. You know what's missing? Habits, right? people that are smarter than you along the way that can kind of, I would go that way, but you don't have to, but I would go that way, but you really don't have to. But if you go the other way, this, this could happen. So your choice, 
But if you have anybody in your life that says, no, you got to go that way no matter what, you probably shouldn't listen to them. You know what I mean? But if people give you options, if people are way smarter than you, more accomplished, let them point the way. I love that. For you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Super powerful. And I think, you know, that mindset is also really interesting where, you know, if you're out there listening, guys, and, and you're giving that advice, listen to me. I think that's like such an important role of you can't just because you did it that way and it worked doesn't mean everybody has to do it that way. And I think, it, it, you know, it's such a crucial point that maybe be overlooked because everybody's different. And just because one person went that way, I know, you know, in our business, it was a big, big diversity. Some people went, you know, keep, keep t- small and tight, right? We went, you know, big and loud, right? And there's pros and cons to both. Sure. What are you comfortable with? Yeah. You know what I mean? I had a couple of buddies that, that, that told me that were in business that, that went, you know, slow and hard, very successful. But they're like, I don't know how you sleep at night. You know, I was taking loans out and lines of credits and stuff like that to kind of get to that point. Whereas they were, you know, when the cash is in the account, I'm ready to go. No problem. No problem whatsoever. They grew a lot slower. I grew a lot faster. Kind of it teeter-totters, right? And I think, you know, when you get into different aspects of, you know, going into business, but really finding yourself is, uh, it's an amazing journey. Yeah, I think I think it's it's the best journey you can be on. And if if you haven't embarked on it, like I didn't really realize fully, fully get it until I was about 30, 31 years old. And I was sitting in my detective office and Marty Cook, right? If Marty listens to this, Marty Cook sitting across from me, detective looks at me and he goes, you just got it, eh? And I said, what's that mean? He goes, I don't know, but it's it. You know, people talk to you, officers respect you, criminals respect you. I had 100% confession rate. People just tell me shit. Uh, he's like, you got it. So I was like, what's this guy mean? What's that it mean, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then you start searching and you start looking deeper. And then you, and you start, holy, there's so much more to me. There's so much more. Even though I've done so much in my life, there's so much more to it. Yeah. Um, and then I realized that I love the best part about what, what gets me going is discomfort. I hate comfort. I, I very much hate it. I, I, I love discomfort. I operate at my best when I'm uncomfortable. I chase discomfort. And since 2012, I've been chasing it every day. And it's I've never felt happier. I've never felt better. I've never felt more um, useful, more accomplished. But I figured it out. But it was too late. Imagine you figure that out when you're 10, 11, 12, 15. Like, you have such a huge advantage in life. Yeah. You know? That's amazing. <laughs> Well, guys, you know, thank you so much. It's been so great to have you here. Obviously, we can keep going all day on this, but check them out, guys. Again, Guest Life Podcast, episode 36. We couldn't be here without everybody tuning in. Everything about this wonderful human is going to be on our podcast. <laughs> um, all the links below, you know, you'll see Style of Buildings Assigns, uh, all his, uh, you know, everything with the coaching. We always want to ask ourselves this question and it goes back to his, you know, discussion on getting there, which is why not me? Why not now? So if you're out there listening and you're kind of making that decision or like contemplating, ask yourself this question. Why not me? Why not now? So thank you, Mihai, for coming. It's great to have you and we'll see you on the next show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'll add one to that. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.